1: they're a really good follow on tiktok I like i guess i'm just gonna get tiktok just to follow this person just, and that's it just for this person. i don't have time for anything else yeah i mostly just find people that i like on tiktok yeah and go to there and then just kind of like watch through all the
0: videos. yeah as
1: i'm like i'm not i don't need another No, that's why I haven't downloaded it. Bullshit following, like, service to follow that. Yeah. And I just feel like just the couple times that I've used Reels on Instagram. Yeah. Like, to make videos for work or whatever. Yeah. It takes so long. Yeah. And I just can't dedicate any of my time. No. Like, so if I had a TikTok, I would just be looking at stuff. I would never, like, use it for myself. No. I don't have time. And I don't want, I'm not funny. So. (laughs) (laughs) What are you doing here? (laughs) I, I treat TikTok the same way that I treat Twitter, where I'm like, uh, I don't know how it works. I assume the good ones will come to me. They'll filter <laughs> through. And they usually do. Like, yeah. I see, you know, really good. Yeah. So I'm like, that's good enough. That works. Okay. Is that how we're starting the episode? Yeah. Talking about TikTok? Yeah. Great. Now it everyone is. knows how lame I am. Because <laughs> you're not on TikTok? I'm too old for TikTok. Yeah, I was just say like they just know you're old. Yeah, that's fair. But... Yeah, we're, I'm above doing 23. <laughs> we're doing twenty three. We're doing. Oh, that's true. <laughs> a podcast about movies that came out in the nineties. Everybody already knew we were old. Fair. Tell like you. remember when <laughs> Land Before Time came out on my first birthday? <laughs> Jesus, you're old. Yeah. So what are we doing here? Well, as I just said, we're recording a podcast about movies. Yeah, and we pick a movie, usually from the nineties or maybe before. Yeah, pretty much not after. Not yet. I feel that like it will happen. Yeah, maybe once. That we watched as kids, go back, talk about what we remember happening in the movie, then go watch it, and then talk about what actually happened in the movie, and then kind of our thoughts and feelings on it, and a little bit of fun trivia. Sometimes fun. Sometimes fun. Sometimes devastating trivia. Yeah, that is true. Which is my favorite kind. We have- Just kidding. Definitely talked about some not fun things, but yeah. either yeah. way. That's what we're doing here, and I'm excited for it.
0: Yeah! You know
1: why? Because my name's Bucket Snake, and your name's Meat Wedge, it and is. we're gonna fucking talk about this movie. That's what it says on my driver's license. Meat Wedge. They say, when I get pulled over, they're like, uh, Miss Wedge, do you know how fast you were going? <laughs> yes. Hell yeah. Just singing about a wedge in a hurry. <laughs> Just jiggling down the street. <laughs> that wedge is late for something. I got somewhere to be. <laughs> I do have a question for you. Please ask. Did you, when you were a child, mm, did a you have, snake. yeah, a little snake, a mm. little snakeling. Do they call baby snakes snakelings? They should. <laughs> when you were a snakeling. <laughs> Does that make you a meatling? <laughs> no, a wedgling. Don't be ridiculous. <laughs> yes, go on. Did you have an imaginary friend? Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> Heard of him? <laughs> no, I am. Un... He's a very, affiliated. very popular. Uninitiated. I've never heard of him. Very popular, popular imaginary friend. Oh. They like design him for you, like culture. That's I, so you don't nice. even have to like really be that imaginative. Yeah. Yeah, he's a white guy. <laughs> yes. Grew up in the Middle East. <laughs> yes. All of his friends are white. <laughs> Which one's Jesus? The only white one. <laughs> the huh. blonde haired one. The blonde haired one. Managed <laughs> to not get a tan out here somehow. It's a miracle. Ooh. Oh. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. I don't think that was the answer you're looking for. No, I didn't have like the classic imaginary friend. No. Yeah, I didn't either. Did you know anybody who did? Not really. Yeah, I me feel either. like only kids on TV had imaginary yeah. friends. I don't know. And I kept being like, "Why don't I have an imaginary friend?" Because <laughs> you have no imagination. I had. I still have too much imagination. Thank yeah. you very much. And or anxiety, you're I don't know which it is. <laughs> too busy. <laughs> it's both. When you're an adult, it becomes anxiety, but it's the same part of your brain. Yeah. You were too busy talking to Jesus and the Ninja Turtles via the sewer grates. I did talk, yeah, to the Ninja Turtles quite a bit. Okay, I've I figured um, that that was the answer because we have met before. Yeah, and <laughs> you and I you. also have younger siblings too, so it's not like we were lonely. That's true. So I just read a lot. Yeah, same. So I have another question oh. that might be more interesting. What is this? A fucking. <laughs> already knew the answer to that one (laughs) are you a cop why do you need all this information (laughs) where were you on the night (laughs) um if you were a dragon yeah what would you hoard Mm, i don't know i don't really like clutter yeah well you have to if you yeah you did want to lay on a pile of things okay because you know. my first thought is like shelving, because I really like shelving, so I can organize stuff. That's true, but I don't think. But that's could... a weird thing to lay on. You, d- I guess you don't have to lay on it. You could just have a horde of things that are on like yeah. shelves. Yeah. Because I was thinking, you know, of the things that I already have a lot of, so like Stephen King novels. So... Yeah, true, but they're on a shelf. Yeah. I don't know. Um, what do I like? Meat wedge. Quick, what do I like?
2: Ah! <laughs> I don't know. We've like... never met before.
1: Light beer. Light. (laughs) 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 Uh. Hmm. Cats, dogs, frogs, frogs, pets, frogs. A zoo. Yeah, that zoo would be cool. All the zoos. It's just a horde of zoos. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That would be cool. Yeah, maybe something soft like plants. Yeah, I don't think they would survive. Speaking of unrelated, Mm -hmm. I had my other dog Mm -hmm. yesterday Chris Farley yes he comes over once a week and we had planted some mint in the yard Mm -hmm. and I noticed that they were because it's like in a raised bed and they the two dogs play this game of like king of the hill king of the mountain or whatever with the raised bed Uh so I I yelled at them a couple times to like don't be in there the plants are growing whatever (laughs) and then (laughs) today I uh, took a peek and all the mint is just gone. Yeah. And it was in pretty big clumps. Like I don't know where he put it. He ate it. Dog pocket. He's like Ooh. <laughs> He just squirreled it away pocket. yeah. to take it back to his dad's house. Wow. <laughs> Dad. <laughs> Nick's just like, Where did you, <laughs> where did Dog you find this mint? <laughs> anyway, I don't know. That's a hard question. What about you? What are you gonna hoard? Hmm. When you're inevitably a dragon. Inevitably. Uh, stickers, maybe, that I don't put on anything. Yeah. Really nice pins. Yeah. That could be nice. Notebooks. Ooh, yeah. Empty journals mm-hmm. that we'll never use. Mm-mm. I do already have a horde of those, I think. Yeah. But, like, in just hundreds. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Maybe that. Uh, I like really tiny things. That's true. So miniatures would be fun, but then it would be really hard to make a horde of them, because you'd be like, well, I have a thousand, but... They fit in this shoe box. <laughs> maybe <laughs> and if you're I were a dragon, maybe if I were a very small dragon, but then oh. they wouldn't be tiny. It would be normal sized. What if you were just a people-sized dragon, and then all the mini things were like still mini? Oh, well, that's true. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're just a people dragon. No one. Great. Actually, I would like to have those on shelves too, because <laughs> so you can look at them. Right. Yeah. I know. It's just the impracticality of laying on top of a bunch of stuff. Yeah, I don't get it. No. To protect it. Yeah. This is my stuff. Nobody steal my pile of laundry. Dragon logic. <laughs> you know, they still have lizard brains. True. Why are you asking me about dragons, Meat Wedge? Well, because this week we are talking about Pete's dragon. Oh, Pete. Pete, you and know. his dragon. Pete and his dragon. Is the dragon imaginary? Yeah, I think I so. I thought so. That's why I started with the other question. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm pretty sure yeah cause... i have not seen this movie in a long time but i watched it a lot when i was a kid yeah so i really liked it i don't know if i've ever seen it i know i have seen pieces i know what the dragon looks like yeah he's a big cartoon he's green and purple mm-hmm. and yeah he's kind of dopey looking and yeah he's a cartoon and everything else is not yeah and it's i like reverse space jam yeah <laughs> <laughs> There's a song about candles. Oh, I don't remember that. Like the theme is like something, something, candle, parentheses, Pete's dragon. Oh. That's all I know. Okay. About it. Does the dragon have a name? Probably. I think it's Pete's. (laughs) It's like Frankenstein's (laughs) monster. Yeah. Everyone calls him Pete and he's like, no, I'm Pete's dragon. (laughs) That's Pete. (laughs) What if the dragon's name is Pete, too? Pete Pete. That's what's happening. <laughs> That's what's happening. Yeah, I don't really remember what the plot is about. There's just a boy either. named Pete, and yeah, he and has he's a Yeah, he's kind of like uh scraggly yeah. kid, I think. Maybe like a lonely kid. I was going to say, he must be lonely. Or he... like maybe an orphan. Mm. Like something like that. Yeah, we do love a good orphan. Yeah. Here in the cave. And uh, yeah, but I don't remember what like the conflict is. I just remember them like... I feel like there's Being a around uh, the town with a dragon. Snidely Whiplash kind of guy. Who? Oh. Who... What? What? <laughs> Do you know who Snidely Whiplash is? No. He's the bad guy in Dudley D. Wright. Oh, it's I haven't seen that. We've talked about this. The cartoon from the 60s. I haven't seen it. Well. <laughs> who has the time? <laughs> Wasn't even born then. <laughs> I, yeah, I feel like there's like a... An evil type dude in like a top hat twirly mustache cape type who's trying to steal the dragon. Oh. So maybe other people can see him. Oh, maybe. I don't know. I don't know either. Maybe he imagines him so hard that he becomes real. Oh, maybe. I don't know if that can happen. I don't either. But I am reading the regulators right now. So it feels like it could happen. Mm. It could happen. That book is so messed up. Yeah. Yeah. Dear everyone out there who grew up reading Stephen King, have you read Stephen King recently? It's hard to read as an adult. I'm too sensitive now. Yeah. Why was I reading this shit when I was a kid? Mm. There's a part where somebody dies in such a horrific way and I was like, how did I read this and not have lasting trauma? Or do I? Or Oh, no. But like, I didn't remember that, you know. It's just way deep down in there. I guess. I don't know. I didn't start reading Stephen King until I was in my 20s. Oh, so. uh, well, I was 12. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I did start. Well, I didn't start. I did come home one time and my mom, I have a very distinct memory of my mom just like laying on her back in the living room while she was listening to an audiobook mm-hmm. And the line stuck in my head for forever. And it's about this lady talking about how her parents died and her mom like choked to death on her own vomit. Oh. And she's like, isn't that a lovely picture? And I was like. Okay, <laughs> that's weird, Mom. And then years later, I was reading Bag of Bones, and I was like, "Oh, oh, yeah, that's what it's in. nice." It's <laughs> like, okay, all right, solve that mystery, put that puzzle piece where it goes. Moving on, but um, yeah, it wasn't. I started with Dark Tower, and then started true from there. It's a fun place to start. Anyway, I don't know. It's kind of all downhill from there. I mean, there are other good things, but yeah, that one's at the top. Yeah, it's this great. is not a stephen king podcast although we could have one it's if we could (laughs) maybe one day yeah we'll just go through stephen king books and just be like well that was fucked up that was fucked up why the fuck did he say that what was the most fucked up part about it (laughs) (laughs) all the racism i don't know (laughs) (laughs) anyway all right well i think this is the first time that neither of us know what the movie is about yeah there's a kid named pete interesting (laughs) I just keep picturing the kid from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. But yeah, I feel like he's got like... Like a l- little turtleneck on? Towsily yellow hair. Like yeah. a pile of hay on top of his head. Mm-hmm. I'm mixing... So what he looks like in my head is uh, Arthur from Sword mm-hmm. in the Stone mm-hmm. plus Charlie Bucket. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he's like in a... Because it's the 70s. That's what town. all the little kids looked like. That's true. They all looked the same. Yeah well i guess we should go find out let's go watch it well while you're getting your popcorn your red hots your chocolate coins you know dragon candies yeah to be prepared to watch this movie Mm -hmm. go ahead hop on over fly on over run don't walk on (laughs) over to patreon (laughs) yeah just search replay rewind podcast on patreon on patreon.com
0: go do it For free shipping and 365-day returns.
1: Well, that was a fucking musical. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That was just songs. Yeah, it seems like somebody, like, wrote all the music, like, wrote an album and was like, maybe I'll just... Put yeah. some people in around this. Were they maybe trying to write a rock opera, and oh, then they failed. They were like, <laughs> "Well, the, the pre-rock and roll equivalent to yeah. a rock opera. No, rock and roll was definitely around in the seventies. Yeah, it's just songs, and then there's some movie, Ar- yeah, around like the song stuffed the so- in around it. Yeah, but the songs barely have anything to do with the movie. Some of those songs could have been in any movie. Well, the IMDb says an orphan boy and his magical dragon come to town with his abusive adoptive parents in pursuit yeah and they sing some songs about it (gasps) then they sing some songs about other things it's not a bad movie and i don't want to make it sound like we're just gonna talk shit on it the whole time no but very cute it's just so long it's two hours and eight minutes long yeah and has a full ass album soundtrack in there yeah like 12 songs all like five minutes long right the songs themselves are too long and there are too many songs and it's Mm. just like okay there are songs that i'm just like what is this in here for yeah what is happening Uh. (laughs) (laughs) all right it opens with the credits Mm -hmm. because it's an old movie yeah so we're learning about all the people who are in it a couple of these names stuck out to me mostly just mickey rooney and red buttons where Mm -hmm. i was like oh i've heard of those people and Eggman. And Eggman. This is the name of a character. Cuckoo, Cachoo. <laughs> <laughs> I am the Eggman. Yeah. Wonder which came first, <laughs> the egg or the man? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I meant the song or this movie. But yes. <laughs> oh, that makes sense. We also see that the animation director is Don Bluth. Yeah. And I was like, this movie better be edgy. Then it's not. And it's not. It's soft. It's very soft. Yeah, and so a couple other names that we recognize, like John Pomeroy and Gary Goldman, who we have talked about before. Yeah. So they are also involved, which is fun. But once we get into actual, yeah, we've got all these like painted backgrounds that look like a quaint little fishing village, mm-hmm. and then we move to for real life, and we're in this very lush looking forest, and a child just comes flying in. Yeah, like you do. Like you do. And he is very gross. Gross. He's just like dirty and disheveled, but he has the most beautiful red hair. He does have really pretty hair. He's talking to something or somebody that mm. we cannot see. He's like, put me down. Watch out for your tail. You nearly knocked me over. <laughs> he says, so, yeah, don't knock me down, Elliot. Yeah. Oh, Elliot. Elliot. Keep so, I mean, we can assume that it is probably. Pete's dragon. The dragon. This yeah. is probably Pete. I and it's assume... probably his dragon. So they're like trying to find a place to hide yeah and then four very scary looking people show up yeah and they are even grosser than pete they're so dirty they're filthy they just want to take a bath you know and their teeth are disgusting then they just like they come in and sing a song yeah about how they're looking for pete yep but they somehow manage to sing with their teeth out yes the whole time yes and they're like come my back with us pete because <laughs> they have to show how gross their I know. probably because they have like giant nasty teeth prosthetics that oh, they can't they get their can't lips wrapped around close their mouths yeah i have decided that the way to do the best hootie and the blowfish impression oh is to sing while trying to smile as widely as possible the whole time okay it really let's cuts it. down on your consonants let's hear it <laughs> no thank you do it <laughs> no, you can't <laughs> i'll just say it do rude. it rude alone in your car next time you listen to hootie <laughs> and the blowfish sing i only want to be with you but smile the whole time Oh, I want to be with you. (laughs) (laughs) Like what? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, because it's all vowels. So. So Hootie is not in this movie. He's not. No. it's a guy named Hoagie. Hoagie. Yeah, not Hootie. (laughs) Hoagie and the (laughs) blue. Anyway, it's, yeah, the four people, it's a mom and a dad, and I guess they're. Two sons? I guess. They all look the same age. Yeah. But they keep singing about how they need Pete to come back to the farm. Mm Mm-hmm. And how they're going to do all these terrible things to him. Yeah. And the parents are like, no, we're going to give you everything you've ever wanted. Yeah. After I bop you on the head. Right. It'll be the nicest house in them there hills that you ever saw and so full of so much love. And then the brothers are like, we're going to tie you to the train tracks and we're going to bury you alive. And It's pretty violent stuff. It's incredibly violent. And they are just giggling the whole time about all these terrible things that they're going to do to Pete when they find him. Yeah. And the parents are just kind of, like, ignoring them and being like, no, Pete, we're no, gonna... it'll be fine. Yeah. And then Pete is like, hey, Elliot, don't do anything. Don't do that. Stay stay still. Stay low. Yeah. But, but... Elliot gets up and uh, smacks one of the brothers into some mud. Yeah. And then the other brother... Yes. Who lands directly on his head. Yeah, he And does. then just, like, I'm sure shatters his spine and it's no he longer is. a problem. Fine. Now she only has one son. <laughs> i it I did enjoy all of the over exaggerated yeah, you know movements and slapstick that they yeah. were doing. It's very like a amuse- like it felt like how people act like on a stage, yes, you know, where your movements are too big so that everyone can see you, yes, yeah, it's very very theatrical, way. yeah, um, yeah, no, it is fun, I mean, other than the violence and how gross they, oh yeah, <laughs> how muddy they are, but so they're just kind of like rolling around in the mud one of their brothers is like something hit me and the other brother's like well what was it and he's like if i'd have known what it was i wouldn't have said something i would have named it (laughs) so he's there's like they don't know what's going on but their dad's like why are you rolling around in the mud and then he ends up in the mud yep and their ma comes to look for him and yells at him for being in the mud and she ends up in the mud yep and then she explains that they bought pete Mm -hmm. an orphan yes to work on their farm and yes. if they can't find him, the two brothers are going to have to do all the work. Mm-hmm. They paid $50 plus 50 cents legal fees. Right. Plus the legal fees. And they're like, why don't we just buy another orphan? And he's, she's like, that we was don't... our last $50. Yeah, we don't have 50 more dollars. Plus 50 cents. Yeah. <laughs> very adamant about them legal fees. Is this... This isn't also set in the 70s. It's I set... don't know when it's set. It's hard to tell. There aren't cars. No. There are horses. There are horses, but then also like... And the ship is, like, a ship. Yeah, sails. Yeah. You no know, engine. Mm-hmm. But then they have... I don't know when the... They do have electricity. When the... Uh, what do they call that? Like, the Overhead wires... power lines? Yeah, power yeah. lines. I don't know when that those were... Transformers right. were invented. I'm not... I don't know. Not a history buff. Nor am I, though I do have the degree. But that's just to impress girls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but... So she's like, all right, get up, keep looking, because if you, like you said, if you don't find him, if we Mm -hmm. don't find him, y'all are going to have to do all of his work. So they wander off, but they don't manage to find Pete. And Pete's like, I think we should stay here, you know, sleep here. Yeah. Let them keep going. We'll take off in the morning. Yeah. Because he's like, I'm so tired. So they go to sleep. Elliot's just making cute, cuddly little noises. I know. His noises are so cute. They are. So the next morning... Elliot has found some apples and is eating them. Mm -hmm. I remembered this part when it started. Yeah. Because he, like, takes an apple and, like, roasts it and hands it to him, and I remember that. Yeah. I remember seeing that and thinking that it was probably delicious. Yeah. But yeah, so Elliot's eating, Pete wakes up, and Elliot, we can actually see him now. Yes! Yeah, and he's a big green dragon, and Mm -hmm. he's very cute. He has pink hair yeah and pink wings yeah and like little tiny wings purple spines yeah all down his back yeah he's very cute but has little chin ear fuzz yeah that's really cute he's got like little cow ears yeah and they're yeah. fuzzy and he is uh, so adorable and he's making all the cutest little faces he's not scary at all no. i don't know how anybody could see this dragon and be afraid of him i mean i think i would be scared if i saw a cartoon yeah <laughs> yes <laughs> no matter what it was of uh-huh but I don't know that I would be scared of it. I would just be like, oh, no, I've like, lost my mind finally. Right. Reality. There's a tear. <laughs> but yeah, yeah Pete and, and Elliot share apples. Mm-hmm. And then they sing a little song together. Sort of. They sing a long song together. Oh, yeah. yeah but yeah, Elliot's not really singing because he doesn't speak English. He just kind well, of... Pete's not really singing either. He's kind of just talking. Well, he's a child. <laughs> yeah. Really but Pete does not... Or Elliot does not speak in English. He just kind of... And, and yeah. And Pete's like, You mean it? Yeah. Which is cute. It is cute. Because he can understand him, even though he's not Yeah, using words. And it's just like, I, you know, he's just basically saying, like, I didn't know how to be happy before you came along, and you mm-hmm. make me happier than anybody else, and I love you so much, and I'll never leave you, and it's very, very cute. So they see a sign for a town called Passamaquoddy. Mm hmm. <laughs> Pete has no problem with it. He looks at it and he goes, ah, oh, Passamaquoddy. Yeah. It's this way. Let's go. But I don't want you to scare anybody. So you have to make yourself invisible so we can go to this town. Right. And Elliot really doesn't want to. Yeah. And he's just like, he goes through this scene where he makes different parts of his body invisible and Mm -hmm. be like, what if it's just my head? What if it's just my tail? And at one point, he's just like an avocado shaped dragon torso. The whole thing is just so adorable. And Pete's like, at first is like, no. And then he's like, yeah, okay. like (laughs) That's very funny. But still, seriously, no. Like, you have to be. Gotta be invisible. complete The whole thing. He's like, yep. okay. So then they go to Passamaquoddy. Yeah, and it turns out that animals can still see Elliot, even though he's invisible. Yeah, like a cat hisses at him and a horse takes off yeah. in fear. But that doesn't ever come up again, actually. No, only when that guy's like, hey, scared my horse, Victoria. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't, yeah, there just aren't any other animals around for the rest of the movie, really. Like, that doesn't become like a trope. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, there are some some really silly scenes of Elliot trying to, like, follow Pete through the town. Mm -hmm. And he, like, Pete is dragging a stick along a fence, and Elliot just destroys the whole fence. Yeah. (laughs) And then he, like, steps in a bunch of wet cement. Yep. And Leaves... leaves his big old dragon footprints. I know. So Pete's like, Elliot, you have to be careful. And he's, like, busy reprimanding him when he himself runs into this teacher lady who's leading her students through the town, which I don't understand doing a walkabout. Do, yeah maybe she went and collected them all yeah i don't know because they I don't, don't have a bus time of day it is either. you know she's just like oh i'll go i'll go around to all their houses and yeah get them one by one i don't know it seems because other times they just run to the school so I, I never know like same thing in a little princess where it's like where are these kids going yeah. <laughs> Do they just need some fresh air this just is their recess i don't going get on it a walk i guess yeah. anyway but he like runs into her and she's got she's got miss vibes Totes. also because she's like super uptight and she's got like the same outfit mm-hmm. and she yells at pete because he's like oh, i was talking to my dragon yeah which i love that pete is like you have to be invisible yeah but also i'm gonna like talk about you all the time like yeah. you're real Like yeah. insists he's like well i didn't mean to run into you i was telling my dragon not to bump his head on the sign and to be yeah. careful and she's like why are you lying He's like i'm not lying So he's very insistent that there's a dragon, and he could solve the problem of people not believing him very easily. Yeah, if he would just let people see him. So, doesn't make sense. But, while they are having an argument, Elliot takes her skirt and, like, hangs it on a nail. Yes. And so then when she... She goes to walk away. Yeah, Pete's trying to get it off real quick before she leaves, and then she goes to walk away, just pulls her whole skirt off, and then Pete is standing there holding her skirt. Yep. She calls him... A disgusting little street urchin. Which is fair, honestly. It is fair. I mean, it's rude, but like, <sighs> he's kind of gross. And also, as far as she knows, just pulled off her clothing. Yeah. <laughs> like so. I mean, it does. It does seem that way. Yep. So then a man with a cigar has emerged from a building mm-hmm. and is just talking about how nice Passamaquoddy is. I think he's the mayor. I think so, too. Yeah. But he, sh- he says, it's a town <laughs> where the sun always rises and the sun always sets like yeah yes Uh literally every town sir so there's a man walking down the street carrying as many eggs as possible Mm -hmm. he is the aforementioned egg man (laughs) cuckoo but he's carried so many and so precariously and for so long i'm like where are you going like you're just walking in circles around the town with all these eggs waiting for something bad to happen put him in a wagon make two trips figure something out man but he gets, Elliot is, like, messing with him, mm-hmm. and then he thinks that Pete did it, so he kicks Pete in the butt. Yep. And so Elliot is pissed about that, because yeah. he's there to protect Pete, so he kicks Eggman in the butt. Yep. And he goes stumbling across the road, he drops his eggs all up in the Cigar man slash Mayor's face. Yes. And then the other dudes standing around are, like, trying to, like, clean all the egg off. I you got know, egg on your face. They just have, like, tiny handkerchiefs, <laughs> and they each take, like, a part of his, like, shoulders and face and it's like he has about a hundred eggs yeah on him. this it's is gonna take a bit more than that and the mayor just like takes the rest of the man's eggs and hucks them yeah <laughs> he's like you oaf and just throws his remaining uncracked eggs yeah so it's, like, it's so dude. many eggs but yeah and then everybody in the town is kind of like he it's the boy the boy did it he pulled off the teacher's skirt and right. he ruined my cement with his big feet yeah and he scared my horse of victoria yeah <laughs> They're like, he must be detained! But he runs away! And he just kind of hides behind... Not Just a very... He's like, oh, go around this corner. And they're all like, we lost sight of him. They just keep running past yeah. him. Yeah. So while he's there, Elliot appears. And Pete is yelling at him. Darn you, Elliot! All of this is your fault. Which is true. Which is true. I know. It seems like Elliot just lives to cause problems. Yep. He's a troublemaker. He hoards mayhem. <laughs> 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 so... Enter a man mhm Mickey Rooney mhm comes out of the tavern in broad daylight and is clearly drunk af oh yeah and very pleased with himself yeah he seems like he's having a good time yeah he uh gets on his bike which he never has again in the movie but that's fine yep and rides with very much difficulty right past Pete and Elliot yeah which leads me to a few questions okay what is it with kids' movies from this era having so many drunk people? I I which don't. I made that note this early in the movie, yes. and it gets so much worse. It gets drunker. It's this this movie is just soaked in beer. Like yeah, it is insane. And then the way that he drunkenly approaches Pete is so creepy. Yeah, I mean, I know I listen to a lot of true crime podcasts, but yeah, it's just like, hey, little boy, right? Like, uh Stop! And you're, like, behind a bunch of stuff yeah, in he's an alleyway. hiding. Type. Like, leave him yeah. alone. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <But> <laughs> and he, he sees he... Elliot. Yeah. And he doesn't really, like, take stock of it. No. Because he's drunk. Yeah. And he says, hey, you look terrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he says, your friend has turned green. Yeah. And then he is, then he's like, oh, wait, hang on just a second. Then it all registers. It all clicks. Yeah. Falls into place. And he runs back into the tavern, which is Packed. Yeah. It it this is the middle of the day. Yeah. I mean it's on a on a weekday or Zoom because the kids are in the school. The kids are in school, so it's sometime in the early day. Yeah. Yeah. And it, yeah, midday at late I would say like noon if they if they're on recess or whatever, yeah. probably noon. This but is like, everyone's lunch break. Packed. And he starts singing a song about he, how he saw a dragon. And they're all like, okay. Right, yeah. And then halfway through the song, because it is long enough to have a break halfway through it, <laughs> intermission. <laughs> this lady sticks her head through the door and she's like, Has anyone seen my dad? And they all point. And we learn that her name is Nora and his name is Lampy. Yep. And then they go back to singing. Go back to singing and drinking a bunch of beer and the whole tavern's full of suds. Isn't the bar owner upset about how much beer we're wasting here? Like They're just, it's like there are fountains of beer and everyone's dancing on the bar. and Yeah. It's 11 a.m. probably. Beer all over the place. Yeah. All these barrels have been popped open and it's just streaming all over the place. And everybody's just like, ha ha, what a good time we're having. And it's gross. Happy Tuesday, everyone. <laughs> Happy Tuesday. He's like, Ah, it happens all the time. That's why I water it down so much. <laughs> it's all actually just water. You're all fake drunk. Sea water. <laughs> so <laughs> I at this point noticed how strange it was that like they're singing this song in what is obviously a big room. Yeah. Like it's a big tavern. Mm-hmm. It's multiple floors. Yeah. And but the audio has so obviously been recorded in a studio, right? Like in a small, yeah, strange, very small audio. Yeah, the sound feels so like claustrophobic, Mm -hmm. and like the background noise is like cut off at weird points, Mm -hmm. you know. And it's just like, oh, you just dubbed this in, and it just sounds weird. Yeah, huge chunks of the movie feel dubbed in. Yeah, absolutely. That's just like, why? I don't know. My theory is that they couldn't have the ambient California noises in the background because they're supposed to be in Maine. Everyone would know. Yeah. Those aren't seagulls. Those are surfers. (laughs) 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 The seagulls keep saying gnarly wave, dude. Like, (laughs) it's really weird. Where are we? So Nora gets her drunk father home. Finally. The subtitle said, Lampy shouting nonsense. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's what he's doing. (laughs) Because he will not get in bed. No, he keeps laying his head down and then. 50 feet tall it was the most terrible thing I've ever seen and she's like okay at this point we learn that they live at the lighthouse yeah that makes that sense Is why they call him Lampy that I'm sure makes me feel better hopefully his parents didn't name him that maybe he was born in that lighthouse so he's he does finally get in bed uh Nora is just looking wistfully around the beach mm-hmm. and sees Pete running by himself so she's like I'm gonna go find that kid yeah kids probably shouldn't be out running down the beach No. Having fun? What's he doing? So Pete has found a cave on the beach and gone into it with Elliot. Mm -hmm. But Pete does not want to talk to Elliot. No, he's so mad at him. He's, again, this is all your fault. We're we're in trouble and it's your fault. You know, we got chased out of the town. And Elliot looks so gently at Pete that it hurts my feelings. I know. That's very sweet. Yeah. Just like expectantly and like, but finally Pete tells him that they're in trouble and it's all Elliot's fault. And Elliot is like, fine, I'll just play tic-tac-toe alone on my own belly. They no. <laughs> <laughs> Pete says that he doesn't know if Elliot is good for him or not. Yes, that hurt my feelings. Yeah, and that, but immediately Pete is like, sorry, I'm just scared and I didn't mean to say that. Yes, which is cute. I like the message of like, you know, even if you say something that you didn't mean, maybe there's a different reason for it and it's okay to be like, yeah. You know, let me hang on, hang on. I didn't mean that, and here's why I'm saying, it. you know, just explain your feelings. For sure, it's a nice message. But, but Nora has found the cave. Yeah, comes in to talk to Pete. Yeah, she's, and she's like, you can't really be in here because when the tide comes in, it you're... gets very full in here. Yeah, yeah. So she's trying to find out, you know, where are you from? And he's like, well, I don't have any parents. I don't have anywhere to live. I ran away. Yeah. So she's like, why don't you come up with me to the lighthouse? I got so much chowder yeah maybe you can eat some of it help me with it because no they're way. in new england yeah. they have chowder yes mm-hmm. Huh. and pete at first is like oh i don't know about this but he eventually gives in and he walks out and then he says wait i forgot something and he mm-hmm. runs back in the cave and he's like elliot i forgive you you know i'm sorry stay here i'll check out this lighthouse i'll see if it's good for us and then he finishes yeah. his tic-tac-toe game real quick and then it's like okay bye lovey right that's cute so uh pete has had a bath hooray and he's explaining his living situation how the gogans bought him and how they treat him mm-hmm. and then he tells nora that no one has ever been so nice to him i know and that also makes me sad i know i'm glad he's all clean and shiny though now what seeing other people be filthy for a mm-hmm. long time makes me feel like i need to go take a bath yeah so, so pete asks nora he says are you anybody's mother And she Mm -hmm. says, I'm not even anybody's wife. And he says, but you're going to get married, aren't you? And she says, I'm already married to this lighthouse. Mm. Which is like, okay. I mean, you know, like independent woman. Sure. Loves the lighthouse. Yeah. But she does explain because there's a picture of a man in a Mm -hmm. frame. And she, you know, Pete's like, well, who's that? She's like, well, that is Paul, whom I love. But he got lost at sea like a year ago and he's never coming back. So, well, you know, he. Pete's like, maybe he'll come back one day. And Nora's like, that's what I tell myself all the time. But, you know. Right. Who knows? But Pete says, I'll ask Elliot if he can find Paul. Because he's really good about that kind of thing. And maybe he can go track him down. And Nora's just like, sure. You go ask Elliot. You know. She just plays along. Because she doesn't want to hurt his feelings. And then they sing a song. Because Nora wants to know more about Elliot. Yeah. And Pete is saying, well, here's what he looks like. Yeah, they start singing a little song again. Yeah. Yeah. He says, he has the head of a camel. No. The neck of a crocodile. Yes. It sounds rather strange. He's both a fish and a mammal, and I hope he'll never change. Because it's not easy to find someone who cares. I know. It's not easy to find magic in pairs. It's a very cute little song. So many of these songs, well, two of them now, that Elliot's, no, that Pete sings about Elliot are, like, very good, like, love songs. Yeah. If you were to attach them to, like, adults. Yeah. But it's about a dragon. That's very, like, what Christian music does, where it's like, yes, where it could be, this could be about God, or we could also play it on the normal radio, and we could get famous, that would be fine, too. Pete could do the same about all his songs that he sings about Elliot. Exactly. Yeah, you could play this at, like, a wedding, almost. About, like, I love him so much. Maybe not the part about having a head of a camel. You shouldn't maybe play that at your wedding. <laughs> <laughs> By your <Unless> husband. <laughs> during your first dance, like, he comes out dressed like a dragon <laughs> yeah. or a camel. <laughs> or a camel, I don't know. That would know. be funny. Yeah. Anyway. But at the the song ends with Pete being like, I just used to have one friend and now I have two. They like, know. Which is very sweet. And it then, boom, they, they harmonize. Asleep. Yeah. He had a long day. Yeah, he walked all the way to Passamaquoddy. That's true. Slept in a tree trunk the previous night. That is true. Had to run from everyone in town. I know. So now he's clean and fed and clothed and in a bit and I, yeah, warm I'm and just safe. happy. Yeah. yeah. So the next morning, uh huh, Lampy mm-hmm. is upset that Pete is there. Yep. And starts yelling about the dragon again. Yeah. He's not upset at first. He sees him and he's like, oh, good morning. And yeah. He's like, it's nice to see you again. He's like, oh, yeah, you too. Wait, I'm in it. And that's <laughs> when he realizes where he's seen him before. And I, I read your note that you said he's yelling about the dragon, which I thought you meant that he was like, oh, no, a dragon. But yeah. he's just literally going <laughs> He's literally just yelling. Yeah. He's just yelling.
0: That's yeah.
1: And then Lampy silly. says, it's not in the lighthouse, right? And Nora's like, listen, there's nothing to be upset about. Oh. Right, his dragons aren't real. <laughs> yeah, Lampy's like, "Well, I got to go to the saloon and, you know, we can take him down there and prove to everyone, yeah, that he's real and then all the boys at the saloon will know that I wasn't just being drunk." Right. And Nora has to be like, "Let's have breakfast." Yeah. "Why don't we <laughs> let's, g- let's, <laughs> let's get dressed and have breakfast. We've got a lot of chores to do." Yeah. <laughs> at sunrise. Right. And so Lampy says, "Yes, we'll clean Elliot and eat the lamp." <laughs> No, I, I mean, we'll, we'll clean the lamp. We'll have breakfast. He's just... This man has wet brain. He's got wet brain, but he is a very nice old man. He is nice. You know, He means well. He's not upset that Pete is in his house. He's just upset that possibly there is a dragon in his lighthouse, which is fair. Yes. So, back in the town of Passamaquoddy, mm-hmm. there is a doctor coming to town. Yes. Just barreling towards it. Because they've got, like, a lookout on top of a building yeah He's like, oh, the doctor's in the coming middle of town uh-huh dr terminus terminus yeah, yes that's his name mm-hmm. they're uh not doing a great job at driving nope and have taken out the fence that the guy presumably just repaired yeah he did that quick and then he dragged another man through the still wet cement uh-huh well it's wet again because he had to fill in all those dragon footprints yep true and then he says throw out the anchor yeah which I was like, I can't, what are they driving? What is this? Yeah, it's just like a big cart, th- but I guess they use they use sails. sails instead of horses. Yeah. and But they can't stop, so they have an anchor. Right. What if they just put their sails down way earlier? Yeah. Then the- I don't just know. Just the friction would slow them down anyway. Yeah, so he throws out a literal anchor, mm-hmm. which catches itself on the porch of the- the mayor's city hall or house yeah, yeah whatever almost. building he keeps walking out of it's right. the only thing he does in the whole movie is yeah. walk out of this building and he falls right on his face breaks his cigar classic yep. yeah so this is the guy i was talking about at the top who's very like snidely whiplash with the curly mustache i know you still don't know who snidely yes. whiplash is but the curly mustache and the top hat and right I, I did remember him yeah as being in this so yeah it's dr terminus and his assistant hoagie, hoagie. and his skeleton named bones that he just carries around all the time all the time yes in a creepy way Mm -hmm. so you kind of get the impression at first that people are excited that he's coming to town Uh uh-huh because everybody starts gathering around and right you know but you quickly realize that everyone is upset at him yes and yelling at him and calling him a quack he has been there before so to remedy this he will sing a song yes about how much he loves this town i've never seen such a group of friendly, smiling, excited faces here in uh, Passamamaxie. <laughs> <He's>... Potty. <Quattamapati? laughs> Cannot fucking get it. It's very funny, though. It is very funny. And his, like, assistant keeps being like, Passamacquattie! And he's yeah. like, hey, yeah, 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 yeah. I got it. I knew that. Yeah, I love a good con man. Yeah, and he is a good character. He's very sure. good. I love this guy. I love any heist movie. I love, mm-hmm. you know, the music man where he comes in and he's like, they're just so, like, loud and so encouraging. And yeah. And they're like, I'm gonna... I did... I'm gonna turn your lives around. And everybody's like, okay! I love everyone in the town being like, the last time you came, you told me that this mm-hmm. would fix this, but it made me this. Yeah. And there's a guy who was like, my hair is pink now. Yeah. And he just has pink hair. <laughs> yeah, because he's like, he said it was gonna fix my gray hair, and now it's pink. And yeah. he's like, well... It looks good on you. It's a great color. Yeah. And there's a woman who said that whatever he gave her made her more fat or something and yeah. he was like well there's just more of you to love and she's like oh uh, oh it's <laughs> just very uh charming i guess exactly so his you gotta be while he's singing this song his assistant leaves and then comes back dressed as a woman mm-hmm. pretending that she can't hear yes so he dumps some stuff in his ears yeah and then pretends that he can hear right yeah he's like one dollar fifty cents for each ear I just the idea that this town, the townsfolk would be duped by this this person they've never seen before. When there are like like, fifteen people in the whole town, yeah. (laughs) Oh, this old lady who's deaf. Where have we seen her? No. Yeah. So, and then he so he leaves, Mm -hmm. being able to hear. He's cured. Yep. Comes back, dressed as someone else, wearing a beard. Yeah. He's like a Scottish man on crutches now. Yeah. Just fucking hops up on stage. (laughs) And then drum roll, please. He's dancing. He's cured. With his little crouches. But yeah. I mean, it turned around everybody's attitudes in it the town. Does and... they're all waving their dollars at him? Yeah. And she's just he's just snatching them up and handing them bottles. He's not asking them what their problems are. He's not like Everything can be fixed with seawater and potato squeezins. Squeezins. Potato- <laughs> <laughs> so It was very entertaining. Yep. Love that song. I mean, they should just take this show on the road, and by this show, I mean their song and dance number. Yeah, leave the medicine out of it. Choreography. Yeah, yeah, it's incredible. They've got characters. Uh-huh. They've got costume changes. They're doing great. They're doing great. They should stop swindling people and just uh, be traveling entertainers. People would then be excited to see them come back. But so then we go back to the lighthouse where we see Pete, who Nora has bought him a new suit, and he looks so friggin' cute. Yeah, he does. He's like, I want to show Elliot my new suit. But Lampy is like, "No dragons in the lighthouse. Right. Like makes up a U.S. martial laws, Yeah. Five-o-whatevers, you know, makes it up to be like, you can't have dragons in the lighthouse. So Pete's like, all right, well, I'll go down to the cave and show him. But will you let me take this picture of Paul with me so that I can show it to Elliot and be like, this is who we're looking for. Right? Yeah. Nora's long lost man's. Uh-huh. Paul. And Nora's like, yeah, sure. Okay. Do that. Right. So yeah. he leaves. Mm-hmm and then Nora is like dad it's really sweet of you to pretend that Elliot exists so I think it really helps him and he's <laughs> he's like no Lampy's I saw like, that dragon uh, he real I'm not pretending anything that dragon is a real yeah and then Nora is like just be realistic and Lampy is like oh you're one to talk because you're still waiting for Paul and he's been gone for a year <sighs> oh sorry I didn't mean to say that like immediately Ouch. she doesn't yeah. even react like he, he... I mean she kind of looks at him and he's like oh yeah, yeah. Mm, sorry didn't mean that But he's kind of right. A year is a long time to be gone. Yeah. You know, especially if you're lost at sea. Yeah. Like, he's probably dead. Yeah. So then guess what happens next? Um, what? There's a song. It's the song I was talking about. I knew there was some sort of candle-related song associated with this movie, and it is Candle on the Water. Yeah, it's not not the Elton John. Not Candle in the Wind. Princess Diana. (laughs) (laughs) Candle in the Wind. No. Candle on the Water. Right. She says, I'll be your candle on the water, you know, I'll I'll light your way, whatever. Yeah. Standing in front of the light. Yeah. Not lighthouse. It's a lighthouse. Yeah. I just imagine some sailors out there on the boat being like, that light over there is kind of lady shaped. Maybe we should crash our boat into the rocks and see what's up with it. Right. This is the part where I was like, this movie is just starting to feel like a soundtrack that got (laughs) turned into a movie (laughs) because there have already been so many songs. Yep. And there's not enough dragon. Not enough dragon. There's barely been any dragon. Yeah. In the movie. Yes. But luckily, so that song ends and we do get to cut back to Elliot who is yeah. in the cave. And it's been, like, genuinely it's been so long since we saw him that I forgot what he looked like. Oh, Because then he, like, they show him and I was like, oh yeah, that's his little face. Definitely does not look like a camel. But... He's looking very cute, warming his little butt by the fire. I know he—he's built himself the tiniest fire, yeah. and he's the biggest dragon. Like, yes. Is that helping? <laughs> <laughs> and so Pete goes in to show him his new suit and his little hat. Yes, and Elliot's so excited I too. Know. Elliot's like, <laughs> <laughs> perfect. <laughs> it's very sweet yeah pete says nora has been so nice to me and i want to do something nice for her so he shows elliot the picture of paul and he's like mm-hmm. i want you to try and find him yeah you know do something yeah and it's like Tight, i'll do it yep so he's like okay bye which is elliot hungry what do dragons eat we saw him eating apples earlier I'm i have a feeling about him. he's been eating fish yeah yeah because it comes up later that all the fish are missing. All the fish, though. I mean, he's not that bad. Well, big I don't think dream. he ate all of them. I just think that, scared like. Scared him off, maybe. He's been eating fish and it scared them off, yeah. Yeah, that's true. So, we go to the only other location in town the pub. The pub. Yeah. Where Dr. Terminus is selling snake oil. Yeah. Sitting at a table, having people come up to him one by one, listening to their woes, uh-huh. prescribing them a bottle of potato squeezins and sending them <laughs> on their way. <laughs> yeah, and Hoagie says. I'm getting tired of having to explain why we have to sail instead of the horses. <laughs> it takes them so the movie is so much shorter if they weren't drunk they're the whole time. Everyone was drunk all the time. Yeah, yeah. And Doc Terminus was like, "Well, do you want me to tell everyone in the town that I had to sell the horses to settle a malpractice lawsuit?" Yeah, no. Think about it. I don't think you do, Hoagie. So then here comes Lampy knocks everything over stumbles into their table sends everything he's like are you a doctor (laughs) terminus (laughs) says why do you think they call me doc because they sail their boats into me (laughs) it gives hoagie a look
0: okay this conversation is very
1: confusing yes lampy is asking if the doc knows anything about dragons Mm -hmm. and i is he insinuating that he thinks he's talking about drag queens? I think so, because he is not at all shook by this. Lampy says, Do you know anything about dragons? And Terminus says, Of course I do. I see them in all the big cities going down the streets with that funny little walk wearing bright colors fluttering around. Yeah. But, so he, I guess, means drag queens. Yeah. I don't know. It's confusing. But Lampy's like, No, 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 no. I'm talking about dragon. Because he's also, if we haven't oh, made this very clear, sloshed. Just absolutely. Beyond. He is folded, zooted. <laughs> he's just like no not what i'm talking about real dragons yeah. big dragons 50 feet tall dragons and doc's like you've been in your lighthouse too long my dude he's like and Listen here buddy lampy like grabs him yeah and he's like i can show you the dragon <laughs> yeah but he's down in doctor... the cave actually he says he's downstairs oh yeah <laughs> he's downstairs <laughs> yeah but the the doctor has an appointment with a young lady that's interested in a nursing career <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> sure doc so he just sends hoagie and lampy you go yeah you go look because hoagie's like I, I i i would look at a dragon I would look at a dragon if you say there is a dragon I would it's look so at annoying dragon. this conversation takes so long no, watching two drunk people talk is so uncomfortable I hate it. and they're, they're this is a kids movie i know and they're like milk okay, and we're gonna go find the dragon but first let's have a drink. One more for the road. Oh, we have one for the dragon and one for the... I don't forget, forget what the other thing was. I know, because it didn't even make sense. They're like, well, we gotta have two drinks. Yeah. So they get more drunk. Would you guys like it? If oh, we... for the rocks. Because they have to yeah. climb down some rocks yes. and he's like, let's have a drink for the rocks. One for the rocks and one... Okay, I remember. Yes, I remember now because he says... <laughs> We got to climb all over these dangerous rocks, and then we have to approach a scary beast. And so he says, we'll have one for the rocks and one for the scary. Yes. Great. So my question at this point, audience, is would you like it if Bucket Snake and I just did the rest of the podcast <laughs> in, these, in our drunk old man voices? The episode would be four hours long. <laughs> be like, okay, this is a and in the so is just Welcome to the replay a Rewind. <laughs> I'm Wheat <Medge>. Nope. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> It's me, Schnuck <laughs> <laughs> They're like, um, how come your episodes are all <laughs> twice as long now as they used to be? <laughs> anyway, so these two drunk old men are going down to the beach taking the ten fucking minutes to get ten steps because yeah. they, <sighs> they're carrying rocks. each other. Yeah. Yeah. So they find the cave. Finally. And they can hear Elliot snoring. Yes. And Hoagie is like, I wanna pet him. Yeah. So they go into the cave. (laughs) Lampy says, are you crazy? I know you ain't drunk. (laughs) Like, oh my god. So Elliot hears them and wakes up. Mm -hmm. And this scene is really cute. It is. I feel so bad for Elliot. So Lampy is describing how scary Elliot is. Yes. To Hoagie. Yes. And Elliot's in the background and he he gets scared because what Lampy is describing sounds terrifying. Right. He's like, oh god, a 50 foot monster? Oh no. In this cave that I've been hanging out in? So Elliot's, like, following along behind them, because mm-hmm. presumably, like, okay, let's all stick together, because yeah. it's scary. <laughs> and he puts his hand on Hoagie's shoulder as yeah. they're, like, wandering through the dark. Uh-huh. And Elliot sees his own shadow and gets really scared. Yes. And then Hoagie notices his hand, mm-hmm. and is like, ah! He's like, oh, it's got me. Yeah. And then screams, and then they all start screaming. So then they're talking to Elliot. Uh-huh, because Lampy, like, smiles at him. He's like, because he says, hi, Elliot! And yeah. Elliot's like, oh, hey! Yeah. And he's like, oh, g- oh, great, he he recognizes me, he likes me. You mm. know, smile, Do you do something for him. And Hoagie's like, sure, Elliot, would you like a little belt? And <sighs> fucking holds his flask out to him. And, and some- pours so much alcohol, alcohol into Elliot's mouth. Why are you doing it? A- this children's so dragon much. movie alcohol yes which of course makes him breathe fire yes because he's a dragon yeah. who's presumably never encountered alcohol before and also a dragon so yeah he breathes fire because it doesn't agree with him right and they get scared and think that he's trying to eat them and then they yeah. run away they run out this is a point where i made a note that like mickey rooney's face is so close to everyone <laughs> else's face the whole movie. That's what drunk people do. I know, but it's just like, it's just the whole time. I'm yeah. like, back up a little bit, man. Yeah. But you're right. I mean, that's what, that's what drunk people do. It is. They get up all in your face and they're like, would you like a drink? Like, no, I would like to take you home. Would you like to hear about the dragon? <laughs> <laughs> Don't I know? Okay, I kind of would like to hear about the dragon, but not <laughs> until you get in the back seat so that I can take you home. So then we go to Doc Terminus's tent. Uh-huh. Doc Termini. Anyway we're in the tent. He's making a potion of seawater and potato squeezins. (laughs) There's a a third ingredient that I can't remember but he's like two parts seawater or one part something and he's like four parts potato squeezins and then Hoagie (laughs) comes in and is like trying to like which this scene also takes for fucking ever. So long. He's trying to get out that he saw a dragon, but he's yeah. like stuttering through it. And he's like, the, just like patting him with both hands. And the doc's like, oh, ten parts seawater. No wonder they like it so much. And he's yeah. just like, what, 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 what? And Hoagie's like, no, I saw the dragon. And Doc Terminus is like, you know what? I can't stand you when you're drunk. Which is like, yeah, yeah, truly. Yeah, neither can we. But then Hoagie's like, I'm not drunk. Like, I sobered up the minute I saw the dragon. Yeah. And then the doctor's like, "I can't stand you when you're sober. <laughs> Go get a drink, right?" <laughs> Which but you know, same. Everybody, so many times in this movie, people keep grabbing Doc Terminus by his lapels They're and so shaking big. him, and he's like, "Get your fucking hands off of me!" <laughs> like that's so uncomfortable. They look like handles, I guess, but like to just be grabbed by your clothing and shook like that. And he's just like, would everyone knock it off? So the next morning, yeah, Pete is showing off everything that he knows to Nora. They're walking through the town. And yeah. And he's like, nine plus nine is 18. Mm-hmm. Nine times nine is 81. Yeah. I can read that sign. Yes, pass past McQuaddy. Yeah. Can you spell it? How you mean spell it? 2,000 pounds and a ton? Yeah. She's like, that's very impressive, Pete. You still have to go to school. <clears throat> we see that Nora has gotten her hair done at the same place that Evie Carnahan got her hair done. She's got yeah, that curly hum- up top, very long and straight in the back. Yeah. It's like an improvised mullet. Yeah. And then- a bunch of kids walk by and they're like, hey, it's the kid with the dragon. Mm-hmm. He's like, yes, that's me. Would you like to hear about my dragon? And Nora's like, we don't have time for that. We have to go to school. Yes. And they walk by all these fishermen who are like, hey, it's that kid with the dragon. And it's his fault that there aren't any fish. Because mm-hmm. he's bad luck. He's bad luck. And Nora calls them all a bunch of superstitious ding-dongs. Burn! So yeah, the one fisherman says there ain't no room in this town for a dragon or a jinx like you. Uh-huh. And then Nora says, Well, if there's enough room for you chowderheads, God. Which feels very like locationally rude. You know, <laughs> I mean, if you called a person in like Santa Fe, New Mexico, a chowderhead, they'd be like, Hey, but if you're yeah. in Maine, it's like, Oh listen, okay, all right. <laughs> this is too far. Yes. Anyway, Nora is gonna sing a song. I know, because she's just like, Elliot, we have to take you to school. Okay, we got time for one more song. Oh, one more? Everybody wants one more? Huge choreographed dance number. Let's hit it! So it's a song about how the world has room for everyone. It is adorable. Even a dragon. Mm -hmm. Which is sweet. It is a little bit obnoxious that Nora's like, yeah, the world room has world for everyone. And Pete's like, yeah! And I'm like, you just got here, man. You don't get to barge (laughs) into the town and knock a bunch of shit over and then tell everybody that they should be cool with it. but." But it's still a very cute song. It is cute, though everyone in this movie is white. There are, like, two black people <laughs> in that one scene. They put that one black lady right up in the front. Yeah, that's true. With her dollar. Yeah. She's. What but you... all these kids are white. How much How much screen time do you want? Come on. <laughs> oh. Being very sarcastic, I hope. Absolutely. I hope that comes across. To be fair, it is, like, the Maine. Northeast and... In the seventies, yeah. Well, it's probably set in like the thirties. That's true. Yeah, so. we can't really figure out when it's. Yeah. Supposed to be set anyway. All the kids are singing along, mm-hmm. running through the town, yep. climbing on stuff that they probably shouldn't. Yeah, they're doing way up choreography. There. Yeah. This movie is too long. Mm-hmm. There's too much choreography. There's not enough dragons. Mm-hmm. Now they're on seesaws and swings. Yep. Yeah, and Elliot starts pushing Nora. Yeah. When she's on the swing, and she's like, "Ooh," but she keeps singing. And then they bring God into it. Yeah. At the end of the song. There's enough room the way that God intended. We should all live side by side. The way the Lord intended. Yeah. I'm like, what? Where did this come from? Jesus doesn't believe in dragons? (laughs) He told me. He said. Anyway, it's time for school. Because the teacher is like, hey, thanks for making everybody late. This was the scene that really stuck out to me where it was like, they clearly recorded their lines separately from this scene. And it's just... So it looks so weird. Yeah. But anyway, she's like, thanks for making all my students late. And Nora just says, you have a new student. Just completely ignores her and is yeah. like, this is Pete. They're both very passive aggressive. Mm-hmm. And the teacher's like, all right, but we need some sort of records. Yeah. And Nora's she's like, like well, no. the school burned down. Yep. Well, the city hall caught fire. Also after burned that. down. Yeah. Same fire. Tragic. No paperwork at all on this boy. The teacher starts talking like the fucking, is it a goose yeah, like the goose from Charlotte's Web. Hmm. This is irregular, irregular, irregular. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But he needs an education, education, education. Right. And you can't argue with that. She's like, yeah. So Fine. They, they start school. They're sitting in class. And then the bell outside starts ringing. Mm-hmm. And Pete is like, I can make it stop. I know it's Elliot. So he runs outside. And he's like, Elliot, stop. hmm. But he doesn't. So uh corporal punishment gotta get beat the shit out of yeah, him. I, the knuckle cracker yeah so the teacher is mad and punishing him for having an imagination miss yes. Minchin, what the fuck yeah like literally she flat out says uh, you're getting three more for having an imagination yeah and then she puts a dunce cap on him yes then she goes to sit down yep and elliot pulls her chair out from under her Mm-hmm. but Pete, like, catches it, so yeah. she thinks that he did it. Yes. So now she's like, I'm gonna kick your ass. Uh-huh. Oh, you meant the knuckle cracker. Now it's time for the bottom. Behind breaker. Yeah. Or something. And Elliot is pissed about this. Yeah. He and comes to rescue. Just Pete crashes right through the wall. Leaves a very distinctly dragon-shaped hole. Yes. Because that's how that works. Yes. But it is funny. And Pete yells at him. is like, Elliot, I can handle this. Get out of here. You're making things worse. Yeah. So Elliot leaves through a different wall right. and leaves a second Cooling dragon-shaped mans- hole. his way through the school. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And gets the bell caught Takes on the bell his leg him. and mm-hmm. just, like, drags it around. And the whole town would seize this and yeah. is like, what the fuck? What is happening? And this is when Doc Terminus gets involved. For some reason, now that the bell is ringing, mm-hmm. he notices. But yeah. he didn't notice when the bell was ringing the first time that got in trouble to begin with. Yeah. He didn't react to that. Too busy. He was engrossed in his book of spells looking for the potion to cure ringing in the ears. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> so he says, uh, what's going on? Yeah. Hoagie's like, oh, school's out. It's like, it's the middle of the day. <laughs> you idiot. So then some kid goes, Pete's dragon crashed the school. Just runs by. Because like, what? You can't have school in a schoolhouse that looks like that. The teacher's no. not paying attention. They're all, they've broken free. Dragon tray pole. Pete's everywhere. dragon crashed the school. Hogi's like, <laughs> I told you. I told you there's a dragon he is the doc was right he's terribly annoying he is when and he's, he's just carrying that skeleton around yep pointing pointing with it like he's alive some man in the crowd says i'm telling you it's a big hole in the side of the wall and it's yeah. like yeah we can all see we see the hole uh-huh. that's not the question here dude the question i was is, in my kitchen and i put on, on my it? shoes yeah. I, saw it, I saw it so i put on I my came out <laughs> <laughs> I was watching a dish <laughs> Thank you for your contribution. So the doctor is finally convinced that there is a dragon. Yes. And he says to Hoagie, do you think he will sell it to me? Mm -hmm. And Hoagie says, money talks. (laughs) And the doctor says, oh, first there's a dragon. And now he tells me money talks. Will miracles never cease? (laughs) yeah you're clever buddy mm-hmm. but he starts looking up dragons in his weird book yeah and learns that there's a lot of cures that he can make with dragon parts so many things yep. every part of the dragon is useful you how what would be good here how do you think he's gonna portray this information <laughs> a list what is the best way to communicate huh. all the things that you can do with dragon parts got it what is it he's gonna sing a song oh ah, shit <laughs> Uh, He is singing a song about tearing Elliot apart. Yeah, he's got these big old scissors. He's gonna—he's like, I'm gonna slice him and dice him and take out his eyeballs, and Mm -hmm. and it's just like, fuck. Yep, this movie is rated G. Also, it's suddenly the middle of the night. Yeah, time passes very because it was just the middle of the day quickly in Passamaquoddy. Yep, it took him a long time to get through the book to the dragon. Oh, it's not alphabetical, (laughs) so he had to be like like (sighs) slipping through. Forty of forty different books he had to yeah. look through before he finally found one about. dragons. I don't have Google yet, so right, That's exactly, hard. yeah. So they again, they're dancing around on their stage, uh-huh. looking at nobody. Uh-huh. They, it's, it's very awkward because it's like they're both clearly making eye contact with the same thing, but mm-hmm. we don't know what that but is. What could it be? And the they're just yell singing mm-hmm. their evil plot to get Elliot and cut him up and sell him for dragon parts, right, to make potions. But no one, no one is hears. hearing. That's fine. Or they're just ignoring. They're like, oh, it's the doctor again. Yeah. Well, because there's a point, too, where Hoagie, like, pulls the curtain aside and is like, you know, we're gonna get him and make all these things out of him. And Doc's like, shut the fuck up. dude. Right. And yeah. then two and seconds then they later, they're outside screaming about it. tap dancing. So, they've sung through the night <laughs> and into the morning. <laughs> this is actually a six-hour song. So I'm glad they cut it down. It's good they gave us the cliff notes so doc and hoagie are going to the lighthouse Mm -hmm. and nora and pete are painting the lighthouse yeah kind of sort of slapping a paintbrush in the direction of the lighthouse yeah and doc is trying to convince pete that he loves dragons yeah he's always loved dragons he's always wanted a dragon ever since he was a little boy it's been his dream to own a dragon so he's like will you sell elliot to me yeah he says, i can't sell elliot he's like sure you can you can sell anything that's what life's about buying selling trading Right. That's what the point is. Pete's like, but I I can't sell him because I don't own him. Yeah. It's like, what do you, rent him? (laughs) (laughs) Elliot only goes to people that need him. Oh. Doc says, well, I need him. Yeah. So I need you to convince him that I need him. I will give you $5. Mm -hmm. And do you like my Doc Terminus impression? I I really like the way he enunciates things. Yeah. Like you tell him that I need him, and I will give you a fiver and this potion that will bring on puberty two years early. What? Why would you want that? For the ladies? Oh yeah. For the ladies that are also eight age. years old. <laughs> you can get the older ladies. It's fucking weird. Doctor Terminus has this like laugh too that he does, where he's like, mm, mm, ah, and I just really like it. <laughs> You're very good at it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, Makes me happy. The doctor will not be dissuaded. No. He and Hoagie have just gone around the corner to like plot some more. Mm-hmm. And Pete and Nora are like, well, you're standing right in front of the foghorn, so I'm gonna... Ah, <laughs> yes. And then they run off. Yep. But they go back to painting. Uh-huh. Pete is having a fucking great time. He is. He's so happy. He says out loud, this is the most fun I've ever had in my whole life. Yeah, it's very sweet. And yeah. Lampy comes out, and they're all talking. Mm-hmm. And... Nora asks Pete if he would live with them forever. Yes. And it's very cute. It's so cute. It's Pete's, a cute moment. Like, you mean it? I can stay. He's so happy. He's accepted. He's a place to stay. <sighs> I love it. You know how they should commemorate this moment? <laughs> um, <laughs> You with... know what they could do to seal the... Bake a cake. No. Oh. Something more lively. Um, With dancing. Play twister. Oh. That would be a good idea. <laughs> What do they do? No, they're going to sing a song. They're going to sing a fucking song. This song has nothing to do with the plot at all. It's about how much fun it is to like get your work done. Yeah. It's basically the message from Parks and Rec where Tom Haverford says, sometimes you have to work a little so you can ball a lot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Lampy's like, if you do all your work today, then you can just chill tomorrow. My Um, note here says am i broken (laughs) why are there so many songs and why don't i care about any of them yeah this song i know you were not paying attention for this song i'm going to pee it's it's pretty cute just it's like the the choreography is really cute yeah the song is like kind of silly it's called uh it's have a brazzle dazzle day oh my god your (laughs) nose sorry just go ahead and read those i know okay it's a prazzle dazzle day, Bucket Snake, and you're fucking missing it. But <laughs> so they're like, they're standing around the door of the lighthouse. They're painting, they're whitewashing the lighthouse. is explaining to Pete, here's how you do it, up and right. down and up and yeah. down. They start singing the song. Their hands are covered in paint. Yeah. They stop what they're doing. They put all the paintbrushes and stuff down. They go They to... get in like a scaffoldy thing. Yeah. Yeah. They pull themselves all the way up to the top of the lighthouse where they then proceed to clean the lighthouse glass with their painty fucking hands. Ah. And they're doing it in the most haphazard, like, not very efficient. Yeah. I mean it is cute, but it's just like, okay, this is too long. At one point they all like the camera is inside of the lighthouse and they're outside and they're all cleaning the glass with their butts. And it's, like, at least 10 seconds where you're like, please don't make me look at their butts anymore. (laughs) Like, um... I cannot. Hello? See another jeek. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then it shows them, they go down the stairs, rather than back down their scaffolding thing, they go down the stairs of the lighthouse, they come out the front door, they've all changed clothes, Oh. and then they leave, and they... (laughs) front door of the white of the lighthouse is still they've only managed to whitewash like four square feet oh my god while they're singing about how it's important to get your work done so that you can have fun later (laughs) it's like no they they just left it's a pointless fucking song great but it's cute well guess what's about to happen the gogans have shown up i was gonna say if you say another song that i well there will be leaving at some point (laughs) the gogans are in town and they are dirty every time one of them smacks the other one a cloud of dust poofs up a because lit. they have not bathed since their mud expedition. A mud bath. It's good for your skin. Yeah. They are looking refreshed. They are looking for Pete. So Doc has someone hooked up. This is terrifying. Yes. Hooked up to some sort of like jigsaw torture device yeah. in his mouth and jaw. Yeah. And it's like got a foot pedal thing. Mm-hmm. And then a hoagie comes in and is like the dragon something. Yeah. And Doc's like okay don't move. Yeah. If you move this machine is gonna rip your jaw off. Yeah. Slice straight through your cheeks and rip your jaw out and all this shit. So put your foot on this and I'll be back. Don't move or you're gonna rip your whole face off. Rated G. Yeah. This has to be where the inspiration for the Saw movies came from. <laughs> I mean, truly. It is yeah, terrifying. It is. He just has a bunch of weird metal in his mouth. Yeah. And he looks terrified. He should be. I would be. Yeah. Anyway, they find Pete. He's fishing. Yeah, with Nora, even though they're just, like, right in the dock. They're yeah, just they're catching in a boat. lobsters. And they're like, we're gonna take him! He's ours! Yeah, we have a bill of sale right here that says that we spent $50 plus 50 cents legal fees on this boy. Right. Which it- And Pete is upset because he's like, Elliot went to look for Paul, so he isn't able he's to not help. not here to help, yeah. You. Can you just sell a boy? I mean, maybe in the whatever year this was, <sighs> in the whatever time. Seems... Anyway. Yep. Yeah. The Nora. brothers are fighting over who is going to get to hold Nora down, and it is creepy as fuck. Yes, one of them's like, you grab Pete, I'll hold her. He's like, no, you grab Pete, and I'll hold her. Uh-huh. And just the way they say it is awful. And then their dad steps in, and is like, both of you grab Pete, and I'll hold on to her. Ugh. And then the mother is like, if you are insinuating that you want to hold her the way my boys want to hold her, I'm going to rip your head off. Yeah, great. Cool. It's disgusting.
0: But yes. Nora's like,
1: hey, fuck you. Which is very hard to look intimidating when you can't stand up securely because yeah, you're on a boat. Like wiggling around yeah. in a boat, yeah. And hey, she... guess what? There's another song. No We just had one. Oh, we got another one. Here goes the song. <sighs> this song is fun. Yeah. It is. It's about how the Gogans have a bill of sale of ownership of Pete. hmm That seems like a fun topic. And Nora threatens them. Yes. She says, Look out. Or I'll take you apart. And the Gogans come back with, we'd like to see you try. Which is fair. She's in a boat looking right. wobbly as fuck. There's four of them and they're clearly very scrappy. She's clean. Yeah, and there's a part where she's like, stop or I'll do something. Yeah. But she's in a boat and they're on, on the land and they do stop. And I'm like, what do you think she's going to do? Yeah. I don't know. She can get you. They get in a boat. Yes. Because so they're they. going to chase after Nora. Because Lampy and Pete start rowing away. And they're just like, bye, while she's foot on the helm prow. The prow of the boat. True. Looking threatening, except for that she's wobbly. So here comes a boat chase. Oh, no. Never mind. Elliot has come. Elliot! And then the Grogan's are flying through the air and still singing. Yeah. And the way this happens is so strange. Yeah. Because they keep singing until they hit the water. Yeah, and then they quit. But the way it cuts off is just so... It's very abrupt. It's like, yeah. I feel like you would stop singing if you were hurtling through the air towards the water. And you wouldn't be able to sing so steadily. Right. You know? Yeah. I don't know. It's very silly. But now they're in the water, which means hopefully they're clean. No, because Cleaner. we're going to the saloon and they're still dirty as fuck. They're just muddy now. Yeah. So the doc has found... Doc Terminus has found the Gogans, and he's like, I want the dragon. Yeah. And they're all like... <laughs> the what? This fucking guy. You okay what are you gonna give us if we give you the dragon he's like i'll help you catch pete yeah and they think it's very funny they do think it's funny but they're like okay we want pete whatever they don't think the dragon is real but also like what a deal for them yeah and he's like all right meet me at the boathouse at sunset huh so then the dock goes to the docks <laughs> and he tells the fishermen that if they catch the dragon that the fish will come back uh-huh. so he's like all right sunset boathouse spread the word yep and then it's sunset. Yep. They're at the boathouse. Yep. He has spread the word. There are a lot of people in this boathouse. The dock, Hoagie, a bunch of fishermen, and the Gogans have all gathered in the boathouse mm-hmm. to catch Elliot. Yes. A storm is brewing, which means everyone is yelling to be heard over the wind. Yeah. Especially the Gogans, who are usually yelling. But it is... Even worse now. And everyone's having a very hard time with their trap that they have made. Yeah, well, because the doc is explaining things and like, well, you've got the primary, the secondary, and the tertiary. And they're like, the tertiary? What? You don't know what he's saying at all. I don't think he knows what he's saying. I don't think so either, because he's a con man. So, back at the lighthouse, Elliot has shown up and tells Pete something. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Elliot, er or... Pete gives Elliot a kiss on the cheek and it's very cute. Yeah. Elliot's very proud of himself. Yes. So Pete's like, Nora, Paul is okay and he's on his way home. Yep. And Nora's like, okay, you have to be realistic. Yes. We have to adjust our lives. You have to be realistic and so do I. You don't have to make believe that your only friend is a dragon Mm -hmm. because you have us now. And I need to quit pretending that Paul is ever coming home because he's gone forever. Pete's like, you just wait and see what happens. Yeah. And Pete's like, you know, Lampy has seen the dragon. Mm-hmm. He can back me up. Yeah. But Lampy's like, I mean, I was drunk. He was know. very drunk both times. He's always drunk. That's true. So. So they send Pete to go fill an oil can. Yeah. And the doc, Doc Terminus finds Pete mm-hmm. while he's doing this and tells him that Elliot is tearing the town apart and he has to come quick. Mm-hmm. At the same time, Nora looks out and sees a boat on the water. Yes. On the boat, we see Paul and a man. Uh, just a man. But it's Paul! Trying to control a boat. He's alive! He is. That's incredible. Where have they been? He does explain it a bit later. He does. But yeah, it's like, y'all just been floating around? Been on this boat? Did you Happen? have enough food on that boat to last you a year? Did you eat the other members of the crew? Hell yeah. Hell yeah, he did. <laughs> I want to watch that movie instead. <laughs> Do you think they were singing songs? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the leg bones connected to the... <laughs> Bye, <laughs> bone, yum! <laughs> yes. Alright, so back at the dock, the Gogans have Pete, mm-hmm. and the rest of the crew have gotten the trap all wrong. Yep, they're all caught up in it. And Hoagie wants to know how they're going to get Elliot into the right place for the trap. Mm-hmm. Which you would think that was the point of Pete. Grabbing Pete. Yeah. Yeah, because... To be the bait. But yeah. Terminus tells Hoagie that he's the bait, and he has to go find him. Right. I think they knew that they couldn't let pete out to go get elliot because pete would just not come back yeah so they're like you have to get elliot here and then once we get elliot here he will see that we have pete yeah and then we can whatever i guess but yeah he's explaining to him he's like no you gotta go get him he likes you he trusts you yeah and he's like he's like if no you he do scares this, me you'll be a legend instead yeah. of a joke he says today the jester Tomorrow the king. I thought there was going to be a song here, and I'm I know. really glad that there wasn't. I know, but I love how Hoagie's like he gets Hoagie all worked up because uh-huh. he's like, "Yeah, you'll be a legend. Everybody will know your name. You're a joke now, but you'll be cool." And then when he says that line, says, "Today the jester, tomorrow the king," and Hoagie walks out, he's like, "Yeah." And then he comes back around, and he goes, "No." no! And Doc's <laughs> like, "Get out of there." He's like, okay, okay, okay. All right, all right. I just think it's interesting because I feel like Elliot has always sensed when Pete was in trouble before. Mm-hmm. And he just doesn't this time. Huh. That's this true. just feels like a plot device to have to send Hoagie after Elliot. I don't know. That is true. Where so, is Elliot? He's asleep in the cave. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, that's very strange. I know. So Hoagie goes down to the cave and hears him snoring. So he, like, grabs his tail. Mm-hmm. And then Elliot is mad at him for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. But he does this little, like, fake boop. <laughs> yeah <laughs> and like just smoke comes out of his nose yeah and then he just like giggles at him because he thinks it's funny uh-huh but then hoagie's like the gogans have pete mm-hmm. and then he gets real mad yeah he picks hoagie up by the back of his jacket and yeah hoagie's just like flying through the air just uh-huh. like, okay here we go. <laughs> so at the lighthouse yeah it has been hit with a big wave and the big light went out yeah it's scary it like smashes the the wick and like where the yeah whatever you call that but where, like where the actual light is a bunch of rocks came in like yeah broke a bunch of lights it's terrifying came right for lampy too yeah yeah nora comes up and is like i can't find pete and lampy's like i gotta get this relit mm-hmm. and the sailors are like oh fuck we can't see where we're going it's very tense they're both holding on to the that is the helm the helm mm-hmm. the the wheel the steering wheel this is the helm <laughs> the boat wheel <laughs> yes <laughs> They're both just holding on to it. I'm like, is anybody doing anything? That's just the two of them. They ate everybody else. Oh, yeah, true. So back at the dock. All right, everyone's ready mm-hmm. to spring the dragon trap. Yes. Hoagie comes in floating through the air and they realize, you know, like, oh, it's Elliot. Yeah. So they drop the trap and it does land on Elliot. Yes. Makes a very big dragon shape. Yeah. Under all the blankets. Hoagie can't get out. Nope. Everyone is trying to tie Elliot down. But having trouble, he's mm-hmm. too it's, strong. Yeah, they just like jump on top of this shape and get thrown back off. Honey. Yeah, <laughs> Doc. They have a harpoon. Yeah, and Doc Terminus lights the fuse on it. Mm-hmm. But Pete like gets away out of the Gogans' grasp and like goes and like spins it around so it's not pointed at Elliot anymore. Yeah. Then the Gogans catch Pete again and carry him outside in a sack. Put him in a whole bag. Yeah, <laughs> it's huge. But Elliot gets free from the trap and runs after Pete. Uh huh. And the Gogans are scared yeah because they finally realize that elliot is real yeah they can see him yeah and he's scary uh-huh mrs gogan reminds me of mad Madam mim especially mm. in this moment where she's just like screaming at her or screaming at elliot yeah i could see that very much so she tries to yell at elliot and is like i own I this, this kid bill of sale yeah, yeah she holds up the document. bill of sale and then he just like sets it on fire yep she falls into a giant barrel of oil yeah, like is it oil? I don't know something. It's black and slippery, Tar. and sludgy. It's, yeah, it's gross. Yeah, maybe you, like pitch for like the boats and stuff. Oh, Yeah, maybe her family tries to get her out, and they all get covered and they're slipping around in it. So gross. Their wagon leaves without them. Yeah, and <laughs> then Pete and Elliot are just like rolling rolling around laughing, around laughing about it. Yeah, so hard. Doc Terminus is still waiting on this fuse. Yeah, <laughs> it is so long. It is like cut I it feel down. My dude, like it, have have... it doesn't need to be that long. Gone off by now. It seemed oh, very short last time going. we saw it. But he realizes that the rope on the harpoon is wrapped around his leg. Yep. And then it fires and he goes flying through the town. Yep. Hits a power line. Falls down. He starts trying to make a deal with Elliot. He's like, if you ever lose a toenail or if your hair falls out or if your skin sheds off, I'll buy it from you. Which I think is a great deal. Yeah. I mean, true. I would sell my fingernail clippings to somebody. Yeah. For the right price. That they're worth anything. Because they're not. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. But he makes a scary face at him. Yep. And then just pushes their wagon away so that it breaks. Yep. And then a Transformer almost falls on the mayor because he's decided he needs to walk outside at this exact moment. Uh-huh. But Elliot sees it happening and runs over and saves them. And yeah. everyone's like, yeah, the dragon is good. Yeah, the teacher is like, oh, there really was a dragon. Yeah. And he saved us. Yeah. So... So back at sea because this movie never ends. Nope, that felt like a great place to end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everyone wasn't. loves Elliot. Yeah, bye. Nora can see that the boat is about to hit the reef, yes. so they like are blowing the foghorn to give some sort of warning. Yes, Pete's like, "Come on, Elliot, we gotta go save them," because he hears the foghorn and he's right. like, "Oh, things are afoot at the lighthouse." Pete gets on Elliot's back and they like fly out there, mm-hmm. and just... Elliot is having a hard time flying against the storm. It's very windy, but, but he, he, he does make makes it. it. Yeah, he. <laughs> And then he's like, I can light the wick, you know, I can do it. I'm a dragon. Yeah. But he makes a bunch of weird noises because he's like too squished up because the lighthouse is too small for him. It's really, really cute though because he's trying and then Nora comes in and just sees him and is like, Elliot? Yeah. She doesn't even go, oh, is that a dragon? She's like, Elliot? And he's like, yeah, hey, I'm (laughs) Elliot. (laughs) She's like, oh, okay. Yeah. And she's just like, you can do it. Do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of cute. Her face is very cute in this moment. Yeah. Yeah the two men it keeps cutting back to the two minutes. and they've just like they don't move yeah their parking brakes on <laughs> they're just like they don't realize it are they getting closer they're not actually in any danger at farther all Farther away or yeah they can't t- is it dangerous <laughs> They're like i know there's a reef around here somewhere but we haven't moved we in haven't... days so i don't know <laughs> it's paul's just been on that boat for a year in that spot <laughs> <laughs> can't get back to the shore god uh, some sort of force field here <laughs> So Elliot finally gets it lit and is very proud of himself. Yeah. And it's really cute. Yes. I'm proud of him too. The sailors can finally tell where they are. Mm-hmm. And Nora gives Elliot a kiss. Yep. And he disappears. Poof. Because he's too excited about it. He's embarrassed. Yeah. Overcome. But so we're back at the dock singing a song. Yep. About About, about how, how great Elliot, Elliot is, is, which is a nice song. Yeah, it's fine. And Paul has come home. Yeah. And he looks just like Pedro Pascal's throwing me. He does, actually. It's like, I know Pedro Pascal was probably like five years old when this movie came out, but. Yeah. He looks just like him. Maybe it's his dad. Maybe. He explains. Pablo I've been Pascal. gone for a year. Huh? Papa Pascal. I was trying to think of like, <laughs> what's a grown up name? Pascal. Anyway. It's just Papa. Papa Pascal. Oh. He explains. He's been gone for a year because he got like thrown off his boat and bonked his head. And he's yeah. been in a hospital with his memory's been gone. Yeah they Uh lost their whole crew right his memory's been gone the whole time Mm -hmm. but then he was laying in a hospital bed and this dragon flew in and dumped him out of his bed and he bonked his head again and he's like oh i remember everything yeah yeah this man has another family somewhere yeah he's trying to cover up for the fact that he started another family and ate his entire crew (laughs) (laughs) he's like i don't know what happened i don't remember yeah yeah, he's trying to pull a fucking dad from a little princess. Mm-hmm. But we all know. Mm-mm. That's not what happened. Cannibal. <laughs> oh. <So, laughs> it's a cannibal family man. The mayor is like, Pete, will you tell Elliot that we say thank you? Pete's yeah. like, you could just, just tell him. Yeah, he's right there. He's, no, he's over there. He, he's no. over there. Yeah. And then he runs into invisible Elliot and breaks his cigar for the 95th time. Maybe give it up, man. Maybe give up the smoking. Just saying. <sighs> so then they uh, start dancing off into a field yeah pete's very excited because he's like elliot we have a real family now we don't have to keep running around we can live here and have a family and it's so great elliot's like well he, i mean you have a family but yeah. i have to go No, i have to go because you have everything that you need you don't need me anymore pete's like did i do something wrong yeah and elliot's like no there's another kid that's in trouble and you don't need my help anymore because you're safe yep. and everyone is crying and it's very sad.
2: Oh I started crying. <laughs> I like,
1: no. It was the line where Pete says, did I do something wrong? Oh, Because it's just so sad. You know, he's like, don't, uh, don't leave me. Yeah. Just, don't leave me. Yeah. Every fucking time anybody's yeah. like, don't leave me. I just, it gets me. But they're sad for a minute and they're crying at each other because Ella doesn't want to go either because he All loves right. Pete. But yeah. Pete has what he needs. He has a family that loves him. He kept him safe until exactly. somebody else could help. Yeah, But then... Pete says, why are you getting all teared up? And Elliot just sneezes in his face, which (laughs) makes Pete just start cackling. And he's like, you know what? You're right. Some other kid is going to love you very much and you're going to help him. And Pete is just such a good kid. Yeah, he is. He's so selfless and wonderful. So So Elliot's like, alright, here I go. Alright, I'm going to try to fly away on my tiny pink wings. (laughs) Lumbering, running start. And finally gets up into the air. Goodbye, Elliot. Yay! Goodbye, the longest children's movie ever. I am And then they're, mostly... just, like, they're still just like sound of music like running yeah. in to Towards the lighthouse, I guess, yeah. or just through the, who knows. I can't imagine what's happening in Paul's brain where he's just like, yeah, I finally made it back to my hometown. And there's the a dragon. Love of my life, and she has a child now. <laughs> this child was not here a year so... ago, and it's clearly eight years old. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, you know, it's not like he's gonna be like, oh, did you move on and you have a baby? And he's yeah, like, no, that's no. That's, that's an eight-year-old child, child. so yeah. Um, I okay. Just on the fast track to starting a family, I suppose. Sure, we're all gonna move into the tiny ass lighthouse together with our drunk, with your drunk daughter-in-law <laughs> whose face is two inches from mine. <laughs> Back it up, Lampy. Anyway, that's the end. That's the end. We did it. We made it. it was such a long fucking movie. Whew, it was. So many songs. Well, <laughs> oh I guess it didn't it <laughs> make you cry. It did. Hey, did you Yeah, you cry? right. Just right at the end. Aww. I was like. Cause that's a very sincere sweet part yeah they were both just so sad to have to leave each other yeah. but yeah was it a replay or a rewind for you i wouldn't be opposed to watching it again yeah at some point yeah i don't have the time no <laughs> it was long. cute and i mean the songs are even they're not bad songs fun. yeah they just they themselves are so long and there's so many of them they and it's don't like, move the plot it's forward two hours two hours is so long so but yeah i mean yeah i don't i didn't hate it um i thought it was very cute and i i would watch it again i would put it on in the background while i was doing something else for sure yeah be enjoyable yeah all right so tell me a little bit about well, this film it was released november 3rd 1977 that is so long ago <laughs> it is uh a mere 10 years before my birth i know uh, had had a budget of ten million dollars, mm-hmm. and it it grossed about forty million yeah, over time. I read a couple different things. Wikipedia wasn't sure between thirty six to thirty nine. Yeah, they used to count money dollars. differently in the seventies. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, and somewhere else said it made eighteen over its budget, but that would have only been twenty eight million. So I'm not sure. It made money. It made money. It has a 56 on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, that, yeah. that's fair. That seems fair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Janet Maslin of the New York Times said, It was the most energetic and enjoyable Disney movie in a long while. She was also a complimentary of Helen Reddy's performance, noting, Sean Marshall doesn't sing well, but Helen Reddy does, so she often accompanies his vocals. Now, this part doesn't seem complimentary to me. No, Miss Reddy is serviceable but undistinguished as an actress. She hmm. has a tendency to behave as if she were a very bright light bulb in a very small lamp. What does is that, that a compliment? Mean? Yeah, I mean, serviceable but undistinguished just sounds like well, she gets the job done. Yeah, like she'll do. I don't know. Seems rude. It does. It does not seem complimentary. No. And if she said. She, I think that she's a very bright bulb in a very small lamp. That would be complimentary. Right. But she says she behaves as though. Yeah. You're like, is that a nice thing? Yeah. Do you not like that she does that? You just said that she sang really well. I don't get it. Kathleen Carroll of the New York Daily News said, Sean Marshall, as Pete, looks and acts natural on camera, which makes him a refreshing change from those sweet little cherubs usually cast in Disney movies, which I don't think is true. I don't think he acts natural at all. No. Miss Reddy plays her role with crisp efficiency and fortunately receives strong support from the rest of the cast, particularly Dale. So slick and funny as the conniving medicine man, he nearly upstages the cuddly dragon. Well, he upstages the cuddly dragon because he's on stage more than the dragon. Yeah, the dragon is in the movie for like 10 fucking minutes. Yeah. Also, this review is so strange. Uh, Sean Marshall does not act natural. No, he overacts all to hell which is fair because a lot of the time he's acting at nothing yeah and also like i said everybody is doing it because yeah. it has that theatrical Big. like mm-hmm. overacted feel mm-hmm. that just goes along with the, with everybody else but also what does crisp efficiency mean <laughs> she gets the job done i don't understand <laughs> she's serviceable mm-hmm. and efficient crisp these are <laughs> weird ways to describe an actor person yeah yeah and fortunately received strong support from the rest of the cast yeah so she wouldn't have done well done well on her own i I don't know it's not complimentary since we're back in the before times Mm -hmm. we can discuss what gene siskel thought because he was still alive he gave the film two stars out of four okay and wrote that we get the same tired Disney formula: a gooey-faced kid in a phony soundstage world populated by old actors required to perform ancient vaudeville routines. Uh-huh. Compared to the great Disney animation classics, Pete's Dragon is just TV fare on the widescreen. Okay, very so gooey-faced is hilarious. I accept the compliment. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I had to include this review because we talked about it a little bit. Yeah. Charles Champlin of the Los Angeles Times wrote, At two hours and seven minutes, it is a trying span for small sitters. Yeah. Or, you
0: know, adult sitters. Me? Yeah. <laughs> we were struggling to get so through. Long. it.
1: The animated excitements keep stopping for songs by Al Kasha and Joel Hirschhorn, but they are not showstoppers in the grand sense. Yeah, truly. Bland, perfunctory, and too numerous is more like it. Yeah. Agree. Yeah. Check, they check are... and check. Yeah, it's too many. I would not call them crisp or efficient. <laughs> Serviceable. <laughs> yes. Uh, I thought it was interesting that you what you said about Sean Marshall that they said he doesn't sing well. Yeah, because on his IMDb page, one of the defining features is singing voice like an angel. And I was like, did his mom edit his IMDb oh, page? I mean, maybe. Or he did when he became an adult. Yes, I have the singing voice of an angel, like an angel. Nobody says angels sing well. That's true. We have <laughs> so no I'm evidence screeching. of if it's good or bad. <laughs> yeah, what angels have we covered so far? Christopher Lloyd? Probably not a very good singer. But delightful nonetheless. This was, speaking of Sean Marshall, this was his last motion picture. Yeah, he like quit acting and then was like i'm just gonna grow up and be what a marine biologist he is in the marines he marines. got a bachelor's of science in marine transportation and became (laughs) an officer in the marines and in the navy or something like that i just think it's funny that i thought he was a marine biologist he's like a biologist but only of marines (laughs) (laughs) he's like i can tell you about every man on this boat (laughs) not in that way yeah in the science way in the science way uh helen Reddy, same thing did not do much acting after this yeah the girl who played nora yeah um she recorded a song called i am woman which is very okay. feminist yeah and strong she's, i'm independent and i don't you know i mean that's kind of the character that she plays too yeah so i could see that yeah. it's very cool that is used in so many things mm. she's got 14 acting credits but she has 46 soundtrack credits oh, yeah. that are mostly people using i am woman in Damn. something yeah the simpsons tucker carlson tonight oh, like that, everybody yeah. is just oh yeah yeah oh god wait so what's snug. his nickname tucky coots <laughs> <laughs> fuck tucky coots fuck today here. yeah he sucks uh what are some other things of course we all know mickey rooney yeah who plays lampy uh-huh. um you know a huge vast and storied history yeah expansive um, acting career expansive yeah he's in practice at tiffany's where he played that one very racist character of a japanese dude Ooh. but then later was like you know what should not have done that because that was incredibly offensive and i'm sorry good for him so i appreciate that he looked back as far yeah. as this podcast connections go he also voiced copper as an adult in the fox and the hound right. which i think we also failed to mention yeah <laughs> too busy talking about uh, everybody else yeah it squeaks yeah. squeaks squeaks as himself as himself <laughs> The guy who plays Dr. Charminus, Jim Dale, is English, was born ah. in England, so that's why he sounds like that. Yes. Which just makes me very happy. I like makes his- sense. His voice. And then uh, Shelly Winters, who played Lena Gogan, does not play Mad mm. Madam Mim. But she is prolific. She's got oh. 163 acting credits to her name, Damn, which is pretty crazy. Also, IMDB says that Don Bluth is uncredited as the animation director, but it full on puts his name at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. So I don't know. I wonder if that's added in later? Uh, got- I mean, it doesn't seem out of place to throw the yeah, the flow yeah. of the credits or anything. I it don't just know. says it. Interesting. Um maybe he doesn't claim it. Yeah, that might be. He's yeah. just like, no, I, don't, I because,
0: don't want people to think
1: that I make movies that are 2 hours long. I have to go make the 60 minute long claim before time. Right. <laughs> well, this was really the last thing that he did at disney before he was like i don't i don't want to do this with you guys anymore like yeah he, this was the beginning of the end for don bluth because he and some of the other dudes that we talked about gary goldman and john pomeroy who like i said gary goldman produced all dogs go to heaven oh yeah and the land before time okay john pomeroy was in charge of animating elliot for yeah. this movie huh. also worked on all dogs and rockadoodle okay so and a ton of other things they're just don bluth people they're friends yeah yeah John Pomeroy is currently working on the new Space Jam movie. Ooh, he's in fun. charge of animation in post-production, which I think is really dope. Yeah, that's exciting. But so they there were some fucking drunk dogs in this movie. <laughs> yes, <laughs> they were all working on this movie together, and they normally worked a hundred hours a week during production. Damn. Yeah. So then they went to go apply apply for overtime pay because they were like, we were working constantly. Yeah. Their supervisor said, "Why don't you instead receive one hour off?" For each hour of overtime that you've worked. So they're like, cool. You get a a vacation at the end of production, basically. is it paid? I don't know. Yeah. So by the end of the production, all three men were owed six continuous weeks of time off. Hell yeah. So they used that time to work on their private project, Banjo the Woodpile Cat. Oh yeah, the first thing that they, yeah. Yeah, because they were like, oh, okay. So I'm assuming it was paid time off. Yeah. Hopefully, Rather than overtime, so maybe they didn't get, like, time and a half or whatever, you right. know. The, but they, they were like, we'll give you some vacation time and we'll time. pay for yeah. it. Yeah. But so they're like, all right, cool, we're all off at the same time. We're going to go start Watch working on this, this project. And that's really what started them, like, instead, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, interesante. I know. Uh, like you said, their, the plan originally was to not have Elliot be seen at all. Which is so strange. I know. They were just going to do the things where, you know, like, oh, he sits down next to Pete and, like, the thing that he's sitting on gets squished or whatever. They're going to do I mean, it is a cute, like, gag mm-hmm. for a little bit. For some of it, yeah. But I think, yeah, if you didn't see him at all... Right. The bunch of people were like... You wouldn't get that satisfying thing at the end, either, where everyone, like, is like, oh, he is real. Mm-hmm. You know, this... I, it's like that thing that I always say is, like, I hate it when one character sees something that no one else can see and ever you never get like the validation yes. by the end and he does get that right well so the plan then first they were gonna have no dragon at all mm-hmm. and then they were like well we can't never show the dragon yeah so we'll just have him show up at the end and every will everyone will see him and give pete that validation yeah and then the dragon was just so cute and fun yeah. and everybody liked him that the animators were all like he needs more screen time and so they pushed for more and more and more and the final cut has 22 minutes of screen time for Elliot. Which Out of not two enough. hours and seven minutes? Yeah. Yeah, it's not enough. It's called Pete's Dragon. <laughs> <laughs> right. And he's in this movie for like a sixth of it. What if he had been voiced by Robin Williams? <laughs> there would have been a lot more Pete's. 14 How hours How old was the Robin Williams in 1977? I mean... I don't know when he was born. Yeah, he's probably old enough. Yeah, his 20s? Yeah, I mean, Ferngully was only like 10 years later. Yeah, that's true. So. That would have been funny. Or Candy Candida. Yeah. Would, that have, would been have been a been good dragon. Too. Not that Charlie Callius didn't do a good job, but yeah. This was the first Disney film involving animation in which none of the nine old men were involved. Oh. They had all retired by this point. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And the last one that they worked on was? Rescuers? Was it? Yeah, which came yeah. out right before this. 76, I think. So, yeah, they were all gone huh. by then. How interesting. Little upstarts, Don Bluth <laughs> and crew are taken over, and then they were like, bye, actually. Yeah. This sucks. The new school versus the old school. Mm hmm. Poor woofy. <laughs> I see here that Olivia Newton John was considered for the role of Nora. Yeah. But she was busy. She was too busy. No, thanks. That would have been a very different movie, I think. Yes. Yeah. She's not as uh, rugged, I think. Helen's a very rugged lady. Yeah. And Olivia Newton-John seems soft. Not yeah. that she's not powerful, just that she seems soft. Right. So. Uh, Helen Reddy wanted to make a good movie for her grandchildren. Yeah. A good, efficient <laughs> movie. Crisp. I'd like to make crisp. a really crisp film for my grandchildren, even yeah. though they're not born yet. Yeah. Eventually they will be. Crisp babies. And they'll be like, man, my grandma's so crisp. if i were to describe her i would say she's like a one crisp bitch very bright bulb in a very small lip go on yeah well yeah and then she pretty much quit acting she was like that'll be good enough for my kids i'm gonna go Mm -hmm. they only need the one movie it's two hours long yeah (laughs) it's a lot of movie what else do they need besides i feel like if that movie came out and you read all those reviews you'd be like all right yeah never mind then bunch of dicks Yeah, it didn't do so well in the box office because it came out in the same week as Star Wars. Oh, true. Which, you know, everybody's gonna go see that. Yeah. Obviously. I'd rather see a Star War than a dragon. Than a dragon. Than a dagron. Yep. I also see that the dagron is named after Elliot Gould. Yeah. Which is cute. friends with one of the guys who worked on it so says, like, why well, name Elliot? Well, after Elliot is Elliot. a really good name. It is. It also makes me think of E.T. because the little boy's mm-hmm. name is Elliot. I do wonder what his name was in the story oh true because there is a short story called pete's dragon and the usa parentheses forever after which is weird is an unpublished story too oh well probably because the title's whack and the story probably sucks it probably sucks and if we've learned anything here in this pod cave it's that the movie is never close to the source material that's true (laughs) (laughs) i couldn't even find what the source material was about i guess because it's unpublished yeah um so what I don't you know how different it, it could, is. It could be places because nobody owns the rights to it. That's true. Except for the guys who wrote it, I guess. Who were Seton, I. Miller, and S.S. Field. So Disney acquired the rights to this movie in 1957. Oh, interesting. And then didn't do anything with it for 20 years. They, yeah. I mean, they kind of worked on it. They were like, I read that they were thinking about making it like a two-part TV yeah. type thing. And then... So they kept like messing around with it, but then yeah. putting it back on the back burner. And we're like, oh, we'll get to it, so... They were like, we don't know where to put this because it's animation and live action. Yeah. we got rules. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know what the rules are with this. Yeah. So. Yeah. That was it. And then they made it. They finally got it out. It did okay. It was fine. Now here it is. I mean, I watched it a lot when I was a kid, so. Did you? Yeah. I don't. I wonder if I ever watched the whole movie. Yeah. I I just can't see Tiny Bucket Snake paying attention for that long. Yeah. It's a lot. I guess that's it for us here. I don't really have anything else to add. Me neither. <laughs> Do any of the mice have anything to say? Yes. Friends. We have a whole mouse crew now, you guys. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of uh, our squealing will get edited out of this episode. But, <laughs> any gets left in, that's what we're squealing about. There are about <laughs> seven field mice that live in this garage we discovered today. Yeah. Just running around, helping out. And they're not afraid of us anymore. Nope. Because we interacted with them. Nope. So now they're just on Into stuff everything maybe we can teach them to make coffee Ooh, yeah that'd be tight yeah all right well if you need us we'll mm-hmm. be at the store buying humane mousetraps <laughs> and you can find us <laughs> on instagram and tumblr at replay rewind podcast or twitter at replay rewind pod you can also email us at replay rewind podcast dot com. you can listen to us on stitcher google spotify or apple Or any of the other silly ones. Check it out. We might be on there. If you have the ability, please follow or subscribe or like. Or especially rate and review would be very helpful. Yeah, we're still a tiny little baby podcast. Yeah. We would like to be a big, fiery, scary dragon one day. Yes. Help us grow. Help us do that. And so, yeah, rating and reviewing it really helps if you can't do that or if you did do that. Also, maybe tell a friend. Just, you know, just tell one person about it. And maybe they'll tell a friend. You know how it works. You get the idea. That would be lovely. Also, you can go join our Patreon, support us that way, financially, and get fun stuff. Yeah. In return, we will give you more content. Exactly. We'll send you a sticker. We'll shout out your name on the show, and we record some goofy ass bonus content mm-hmm. that you can only get on Patreon. So go check it out. Check it out. Cha 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 check it out patreon.com slash replay rewind podcast in the meantime stay fresh cheese bags and don't forget to reduce reuse recycle replay and
0: even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things